0: One thing I really, really, really don't like to do in sports commentary is revisit old stuff. Been there, done that, debated it, discussed it, over with. But Jim Rutherford was hired in Vancouver to be the Canucks team president, and he met with the British Columbia media yesterday and had some stuff to say, and Oh my goodness, what a reaction that sparked here. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. Right where you found this. Rutherford has won three Stanley Cups in his Hall of Fame career, that is exactly one, two, three more than anyone's won in Vancouver, ever. And his appointment to the position that he'll now be working, which sounds a lot like the way he was hired here in Pittsburgh, is that he'll be the President of Hockey Operations, he's responsible for finding a GM, finding someone to, you know, succeed him. (laughs) Kind of the way it was supposed to happen here when he was flanked by Jason Bottrell and Billy Guerin and Tom Fitzgerald, and none of the three, obviously, succeeded him. And none of the three ever was going to. So we'll see how that part plays out. I don't care about the Canucks. I definitely don't care about Vancouver. However, at the press conference, Jim was asked a question about one part of his tenure in Pittsburgh, and that was the acquisitions of Jack Johnson and Eric Goodbranson, and this was Jim's
1: response. Well, I I use analytics a lot, and I really like it, but it's not what I make my decision on. And you make uh, hockey decisions for different reasons. And I don't regret making those two decisions because Jack Johnson uh, was a big part of our dressing room and a big part of our team. And uh, he did some good things for us. He didn't get a good chance in Pittsburgh because he was never accepted from day one. And uh, so you, you're not going to have all skilled skating guys. In Graubanson's case, we were looking for, we needed defense at that point in time. And we needed a physical guy because we didn't have one. <clears throat> I like his character, and he served a purpose when he was there. But it got to a point that it, he affected our cap, and so that's when he got moved on. So you're going to have different kind of players. I don't regret those two, two moves at all in Pittsburgh.
0: Pretty basic answer there. I'll get to the answer in a second. But first, to the question itself, for those who aren't aware of the analytics community's uh, absolute hatred of anybody who doesn't fit with the shot attempt data that's utilized, that's the foundation of almost, not entirely, but almost all hockey analytics, that player is just persona non grata. In most cases, the analytics are correct. Not in all. In the case of Jack Johnson... They're absolutely correct. Jack was not a good player here. Jack was not a good player before coming here. Jack started his career with a lot of promise. It didn't really materialize. Okay? Getting that part out of the way. Goodbranson, this is a weird one to bring up, but this is also how this stuff goes. Because Goodbranson was a bad contract for bad contract swap. Remember this? It was Tanner Pearson getting sent to Vancouver. Pearson was just doing nothing here. And Goodbranson came here. It was actually pretty good. And there were even articles written within the analytics community saying, hey, <laughs> we don't know what this is all about, but this guy's playing pretty well here. He was paired with Marcus Pedersen, and for whatever reason, the two of them just made for a good pairing, and sometimes that happens. Hockey is a team sport. It was one picking up the other, who knows who knows, but it it worked, and then Good Branson was gone, as you heard Jim say, for cap reasons, so throwing Good Branson into it is just trying to make it look like Jim is uh of the mindset where he's going to go trade for lunkheads because he hates analytics. The better example that the questioner could have brought up, of course would have been Ryan Reeves, for whom. The Penguins grossly overpaid and then never utilized. But I digress. Just wanted to share with you where the question comes from. That's from the analytics community, and that's someone at that press conference who feels that they are representing the analytics community. Which doesn't really need to be a community. It can just be a thing. I've never understood why analytics need to be a cause. They're just part of the process, right? Anyway, Jim gives his answer, and his answer included what sounded like a little bit of a shot at Penguins fans by saying that Johnson was never given a chance here. Well, first of all, Jim said that several times while he was still in Pittsburgh, so there was no news therein. Secondly, he's totally right. He's totally right. I was on a local radio station that day doing a show, and Jack was being fried alive. Not so much over who Jack was uh, or even the salary that he got, but for the term of the contract. It was six years at 3.5 per, which of course was a bad contract. Nobody was going to dispute that. Jim's explanation that he needed to have Jack here uh, for that amount of time in order to win... The free agency pursuit made it that much worse because now he's acknowledging overpaying something he'd later do with Brandon Teneff. That was the gym approach. He saw a target he felt the target would fit with the team, and he would go after that target with full gusto most often, that approach worked most often. That approach rewarded the Penguins. That's how they got Phil Kessel. And that, I think, was the most grossly underappreciated or misunderstood aspect of what made Jim successful. It was the approach. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Jim came always, and he will in Vancouver as well, with a pattern. And that is that he'll take a team that's got some talent to it, And he'll find a way to push it over the edge because he operates without fear. Well, operating without fear can come with consequences, too. That happened to him in Carolina, and it happened to him in Pittsburgh, notably with the Derek Broussard trade. He wanted Broussard so badly he was going to do whatever he had to do. And that ended up resulting in a string of dubious moves. To break through that wall, to get to that championship level, it involves risk. It involves some level of calculation, but it also involves some level of instinct. And as you heard Jim say to the questioner, it's not a matter of believing or not believing in analytics. It's how you utilize them. Analytics are not the end of a discussion. They're part of the discussion. They should be a vital part of the discussion. But it's also got to be understood that hockey's analytics are light years behind those of other sports, at least on the outside. And that's because, as I referenced earlier, everything is still based on the crudest possible data data, meaning the input. It's about shot attempts. No one's tracking the puck. No one's tracking actual possession, at least not on the outside. That's done by coaching staffs. That's done by teams. The Penguins do it. The Penguins did it under Rutherford. It's part of why they've made some of the smart moves that they made that really Jim never really got much credit for, such as, for example, valuing Dominic Simone when Nobody really, at least not the casual fan, was doing so on the outside because Dom can't score. He doesn't mean anything. They they had numbers, data, analytics to support it. And they valued him and they played him. Bottom line on this particular conversation, at least from my perspective, is that I get turned off when somebody turns on an individual who helps you win a championship. Championships are forever. Those two cups are forever part of the franchise's legacy. And Jim Rutherford played an enormous part in those two cups. If you prefer to condense his career into some Twitter-based LOL memes based on his having given Jack Johnson two, three years more than he should have, or uh, you know Ryan Reeves or Eric Goodbranson? Wow, I—that's—that's I, I, that's a thought process I can't even wrap my head around. Uh, when we come back, just one question. Back, it's time for just one question. That's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to fubo.tv.com/dk. fubo.tv.com/dk. And today's J1Q comes from Jim, who asks, Does Ron Hextall let Brian Rust walk at the end of the season? Or does he try to make a hockey trade? Jim, that's a tough, tough call. Because so much of what the Penguins are within the Mike Sullivan system is Brian Rust. He is the original, before Evan Rodriguez, Swiss Army Knife, who can bounce up and down the lines, slide over to the other wing if needed, work both the first power play unit and the first penalty killing unit. He's capable. He's shown to be capable of a 30-goal pace. But he's not playing. And while that's almost never the fault of the athlete, and definitely isn't here, it doesn't help the cause. Russ needs to be on the ice, he needs to be participating, and he needs to be producing. This is a contract year. This is a pivoting point, really, in his career, but also for the franchise. And, and the reason that I say that isn't the core, the way I think most people will reflexively Think about any time the Penguins need to make some kind of seismic change, everyone says, well, it's time to blow up the core. The core is not going anywhere. It's going to be Sid, Gino, Letang. I believe that both Gino and Letang will get contracts and that they will remain in Pittsburgh for the foreseeable future. The same can't be said for the supporting cast that has expiring contracts because that's where you can make your moves. That's where you can make adjustments if things don't go well. And notice that I said with expiring contracts, because Jake Gensel, for example, signed an excellent contract. Oh, guess who signed him to that? That's right, it was Jim Rutherford. By the way, saved the Penguins a gazillion dollars in doing that contract when he did, more than negating all of Jack Johnson's money that's still due that was being brought up all over the internets yesterday. That's not a fun topic, though. Rust has to score. Uh, He has to get back. He has to—basically, he has to be himself. I have a hard time saying anything critical of him other than that he's not in the lineup right now. Um, And even that's not critical. That's just happenstance. But when you get to age 30, that's always a variable. Uh, GMs and executives everywhere value durability. They value availability. And Rust has to be there for the team, get them into the playoffs, and then, and then he's got to score in the playoffs. The team has to advance in the playoffs. The team has to have a run that even if it doesn't win the Stanley Cup or whatever, I'm not getting weird here, it has to show a trajectory that says, okay, listen, this guy, we know what he's done, but we also feel like he can be a big contributor over the next two years or three years or whatever it takes toward a Stanley Cup run otherwise we're going to try to find a way to get younger, fresher, healthier and whatever else is because we've got enough other health issues that we don't need one here as well. Does that make sense? Does that seem unfair? I mean, this is you you have to start getting a little bit cold-hearted, you know, in order to sustain contention. I think the world of Rust as a player and as a person But if I'm a GM or an executive, meaning Ron Hextall and or Brian Burke, I'm being careful. And you know what? He's still not signed, so I think they're being careful too. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one tomorrow after tonight's game with the Montreal Canadiens that I'll be covering.